Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, back from break, is my good friend Tim, who has never punched his boss in the jaw. I have never punched my boss in the jaw. That is so accurate. And I wouldn't either, because I really like my boss. Oh, actually. that's good. They're, he's a lovely human being. All of my bosses, actually. All the way to the top. Well, isn't that lovely? That's, the that's president great, of the company. That's yes. a great uh, situation to be in. The CEO of that Fortune 500 company I work for. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's correct. Yes. Have you ever punched your boss in the jaw? Not, not the, well, you know, I can't really talk about it. It's still pending litigation, so I, I'm not really. <laughs> not in the jaw, per se. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am not at liberty to reveal any specifics about what may or may not have happened on the 12th of November, 2016. Oh, I got to Google's real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Frank is a wanted felon. Here's for my mugshot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had a good break, huh? Yes, we did have a good break. It was Christmas. It was New Year's. Um, other things probably happened. I bought some furniture. Peek behind the curtain, you know. Good you stuff. Know, the usual. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I did some traveling and saw a bunch of family and... Uh, yeah, and it was, it was good. It was a good break, but it's good to be back. Good to have the show back and, mm-hmm. uh, and good to have our, our podcast listeners back. Thank you. Thank you everyone for, uh, for checking us out again. Um, we can kick things off with a little visit to the mailbag. What do you think? I think the mailbag is a great way to start, Frank. All right. Way. Let's do it. Let's dive right in. Uh, a bunch of folks have emailed us at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. Uh, let's read one here from Christy. Uh, Christy says, love listening to your show every week when it comes out. You guys bring a lot of comic book knowledge that I'm not privy to. And it's super cool to learn that there are so many nods to the comics themselves. You both have opinions on the show that vary so wildly from mine. You also bring up things that I hadn't dug down and put much thought into and just took at face value. I really do appreciate your varying opinions on things. Um, I especially like this latest Elseworlds cross, uh, crossover in the group discussion. I had a thought on the Danvers sister moment when she brought up the story about Alex's homesickness. I figured if Kara would have to bring up a memory of Alex's that wasn't related to her as she doesn't exist on this earth an event in alex's life that wouldn't have been altered by kara's existence in her life uh, excited for the crossover love listening to you both and your lovely guests uh christy so that that's a v- very valid point we had said you know why didn't they draw on something that we had seen or that we had heard them talk about or something and christy that's makes right. an excellent point that well she needs to kara needs to dig deep and think of something that doesn't involve her so that that memory would still be intact in that in that on that earth no it's a great it's a great thing which ties so well into the end of this episode i know right i think it actually made me go back listening to that it makes me go back and appreciate that moment a little bit differently yeah so i'm happy for it yeah oh yeah yeah um i i know i i feel like i I feel like that was and in a way sort of setting things up whether whether that was entirely intentional or not it definitely now has more resonance um Mm -hmm. You know, based on what we just saw in, in, in this episode. So I'm, I'm really, really um, I, I like that a lot. Thank you, for Christy, for pointing that out to us. And I, I think that uh, I think that is a really, really good, really good point. Um, 
I, I want to read one more here um, from Craig. Craig has a Lex theory he wants to share with us. This is not a spoiler. This is just Craig's theory. So uh, if you don't want to hear it, I guess you could skip ahead. But it's not there's nothing spoilery here. This is purely just hmm. his own his own thoughts. Um, so okay. he says, uh, while listening to you guys riff theories about Lex, I thought of one of my own. We know Lex is going to be on the show, but we don't know that he's getting out of jail right away. Lockwood mm. is in jail right now, and as we've seen on Arrow and Flash, the CW loves their jail arcs, <laughs> and they have uh, they have the set ready to go. I think that Lockwood and Lex will meet in jail, and there will be maybe two episodes of them getting to know each other until Lockwood gets out and talks Lex up on his show, on a TV show, and gets him out of jail, most likely with the help of the president. I think the president is involved, but I think Lex is the one who's been pulling the strings the whole time. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not even think about Lockwood and Lex being in prison together. Yeah. But we've talked about Lex, or the show has talked about Lex being in prison, in prison. enough this season. Oh, I love that. Isn't that a great theory? That's a great theory. Yeah. I really hope that turns out to be true not that i need lex to be pulling the strings the whole time though i think he definitely is because we there's been that those talks of you know oh the person i work for who do we work for blah 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 working for working for working for working nine to five yeah it's all lex luther baby (laughs) casa del lex <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> thank you, Craig and Christy, for your your uh, observations and your theories. Uh, love them both. Keep keep the emails coming, guys. Uh, we love reading your emails on the show. Uh, mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com dot com is mm-hmm. the best way to get in touch with us via email. So please please do that. Uh, before we move on, um, let's talk really quick and say a quick thank you to our friends over at Patreon dot com slash Thought Bubble Audio. You know, we put out lots of content aside from the this podcast Patreon and audio. Ooh, I like it. You get a little Patreon theme song. Audio. All right, keep going. Sorry. Thanks. Um, thanks for backing me up. Yeah. You're so <laughs> we we put out uh, you know, Supergirl first reactions episodes as much as we can. We put out uh, early episodes of our other shows like Academy Rewind and Beer with Geeks. You can get those uh, days in advance uh, over on Patreon.com before anyone else gets them, and then you get exclusive content just for you. Like I mentioned, the Supergirl stuff, but also cut for time discussions where we talk about things like the effect of social media and black mirror and you know those those mm-hmm. that kind of recurring storyline you're seeing in a lot of shows where you know social media validation rules all of our lives we got into a really good discussion about that we go off on, on lots of little tangents and you know we cut them out of the show and put them up there on patreon so um and they're just for our patreon listeners so it, all all you need uh if you want to support us and you want to get a little bit of, of that stuff in, in an exchange it's as little as a dollar a month is all it takes you know, we usually put out four of these podcasts a month, four episodes of Supergirl a month or four episodes of Beer with Geeks a month. Um, that's about a quarter an episode if you if you mm-hmm. uh, plunk down a buck a month. So if that's worth it to you uh, to get a little extra content to help us make the shows, help us pay the bills, keep the lights on, head on over to patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. And uh, we would really, really appreciate your support. Patreon. Yes, yes, yes. Shall we? Do you want to go into Storytime Village? 
Yes, I'm going to say Storytime Village instead of that was a good bit today because I actually don't have that many that was a good bit. And and if I do, they tie kind of directly to what was happening thematically. So I don't have much to I don't okay. have much. Let's to, let's to do story with. time. And then if there are any outstanding good bits, we can we can jump into them. But uh, but let's 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 go right into story time. All right. Sounds good. So what 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 show was this? What episode title was this? Who directed it? Who wrote it? Tell me everything. Oh, oh my God. I so many questions. <laughs> it was season four, episode 10 entitled Suspicious Minds. Premiering on January twentieth, twenty nineteen. Doesn't have a good ring to it. Twenty nineteen. Twenty eighteen has a better ring. Twenty twenty has a great mm. ring. Twenty nineteen. It's like being nineteen years old. You're not eighteen. <laughs> you're not twenty. You're just nineteen. Just an awkward in between stage. You should awkward in between stage. Nines never a good thing. <laughs> Directed by Rachel Talalay. Written by Maria Magenti and Gabriel Lanas. Potentially Gabriel Lanas. I just had this thought, but it's spelled Gabriel like. I think like I think my nephew. I think or, Gabriel's a dude. You know, I think I think yeah. Okay, just I wasn't sure. No, that's know. that's valid. So anyway, that's valid. I think it would have been spelled differently if it was Gabrielle. But now I'm now I'm checking. I, go check. Yeah, check. Let's be let's be good. So anyway, story time village. Frank, let's get into this. Mm. So I have two themes here. I want to work with one is the danger of secrets. You know, or. um Secrets don't make friends if we want to go with something. Yeah, sure, um, sure. So, or secrets don't keep friends, perhaps. Secret or, secrets are uh, no fun. Secret secrets are no fun. Or liar, liar, pants on fire. Mm. Or, you know, so many things. And also making a relationship work. What does it take to make a relationship work? Mm. Or not work in, in a lot of ways. And it really ties, I, that really ties into the danger of secrets as all good themes kind of play off of one another. So... Let's start with the danger of secrets because this episode is entitled Suspicious Minds. And so, you know, suspicion, some secrets, some all this thing. So my first thing. So there are people at the DEO that seriously don't know who Supergirl is. I know, right? Like, that's actually what we're working off of here. I was like, <laughs> I, if I had papers, I would throw them up in the air in disbelief. <laughs> I was like, that's seriously what we're going with. This is this is the thing that's happening <laughs> that we don't know that that be everyone at the DEO, except for those like seven people for n- arbitrary reasons, because the script commands that they are. <laughs> yeah, you know? kind of. Yeah, it's funny oh. because we've seen her be so cavalier about her identity at the DEO. Right. And we've made jokes about it. We have pointed it out and laughed at it and and said, like, how on earth? How can she? How can she possibly uh, like be just going around like just saying like, hey, Kara, like across the DEO when when she's yep. in her Supergirl uh, costume? And and yet there's only like five people who know who she is. Mm hmm. Oh, my God. I just I guess people you know, I guess people have tunnel vision at the DEO. They're just very committed to whatever they're doing, pressing boop, 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 boop buttons so. in the corner. I guess so. And they're just not listening to anyone go around, Kara, Kara, Kara Danvers. Are you going back to Catco right now, Kara yeah, Danvers? Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, what is, oh my God, what is happening? I know. So anyway, so this episode, right away, I was like, no, <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> Everyone knows. Do you know what everyone knows? Do you know what I, I feel? I feel like that, especially that scene where Alex was, you know, debriefing uh, with the team, and, mm-hmm. and they all made the pact that they were going to protect Kara's identity. I feel like that yep. was a that would have been a great opportunity to bring back Agent Vasquez. Yes, except that I think she's on 
Agents of Shield now. I know. So maybe she was not available. Yeah. But she's popped back in, you know, here and there a couple times since season like two. Like rarely. That's true. But but she's that's true. But she would have been legitimately the only one she, to be like And there would have been yeah, more I emotional, would believe that she knows. It would have been more emotionally impactful if if she was the one if she was the one that gave it away for example in the interrogation room or something oh, yeah. you know that could mm-hmm. have been that could have been much more sort of had more of a punch to it and more um just more feeling to it because it's someone that we've known for a couple of years but uh, as it was um i actually didn't mind the storyline i think it was a little i had to sort of like you know turn turn off my uh uh critical thinking a little bit to make it I just, don't because like you said like everybody knows at this point so how can we pretend that that you know that it's a secret well I, I think I think that I wouldn't mind if they were better at protecting her identity in the previous three and a half seasons sure y- you know so in the DEO this like this wouldn't bother me but like we've had an ambiguous line like is she or isn't she? Is she or isn't she? And so it just kind of rumpled my feathers very quickly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But if it, if it, if they knew or if I knew, like I definitely knew earlier that nobody knew her identity, then this would then the story would have had more impact. I see. Yeah. But it all felt like you know what it just all felt like a prelude or like um, fodder or treading water to get to a point where Alex will have to stop remembering that her sister is Supergirl. Right. And so, which which I find incredibly interesting. That like I have no problem with that. I think that's a crazy good or interesting avenue to take for their relationship because this whole show as we say so much, hinges on the relationship between Alex and Kara, and this fundamentally changes their relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that, to me, is super interesting, but it felt like weak sauce to get to that point. I, I, res- I respect that point of view. I do. I, I, I see what you mean, and I can't entirely disagree with it. Um, because, yeah, it was all pretext to get us to the point where, okay, Alex is going to have to forget her identity like that was the, the whole the whole thing was set up for that so you're, you're right about that and it wasn't necessarily the most elegant way of doing it there were things i would i might have done differently but so the journey might not have been perfect but i like where it took us i like where it's I taking agree. us mm-hmm. um i so i, I agree I'm, I'm excited to see where this how this storyline unfolds because i've i've seen this before um but i like it whenever i see it um so so i'm i'm, I'm on board for it but yeah i, I hear you that there, there were things that were it was a little bit like obvious that they were just trying to move the story to this place sort of by any means right Mm -hmm. well i i think that colonel haley's comment where she says supergirl is a member of the press working at a secret government organization yeah i was like wow that's a really good point that's like really bad it's it's actually not great ethically ethically no and i mean like the, the Clark or Kara, you know, working as a reporter to, you know, as and also superhero. It's like if you're writing about yourself or something like that. Yeah. Ethically, that's not great. Right. I mean, Lois right. in the crossover even makes a, a comment. Exactly. About that, you know, um, so that's that's not great either. But but really a member of the press working in for a secret like clandestine government 
operation and organization. Yeah, not good. That's awful. And the only way that we accept it is because we know Kara is trustworthy. But from an outside perspective, they don't know Kara sure. like we know Kara. Sure. You know, the television box lets us know Kara more than some characters. Right. Right. And and so we're, we're we trust Kara. We're bought in. We're good with it. But you're right. It's not it's not great. Uh, it's it's like it's not playing by the rules. It's not fair. It's not really ethical. Um, yeah, just the fact of, of writing about yourself is already like from a from a journal journalistic perspective is, is bad. But we but we can sort of forgive that because we're like, well, they're not because they're our heroes. We know they're not going to do not going to do anything bad with that power. So it's fine. Exactly. But when we're talking about a government thing, then it becomes that becomes a little harder to justify. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was a valid point by Colonel Haley, by uh yeah, Haley. I really really I thought Haley was very hateable in this episode in like a good way. Extremely extremely hateable. I agree I absolutely agree with you. Extremely hateable. I did have one point though that that struck me as as not odd, but so you do get on Alex's side where Alex is like, I'm fed up. I'm sick of it. Haley has no morals. Mm-hmm. She will do anything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, for any reason, which we which is true, which is backed up by Project Moray. Right. You right. Know, so like, you know, this cover up this thing, blood, this Haley compartmentalizes the good and the bad of her job. You know, every soldier does things that they don't like, but they put it aside. And so Haley's kind of saying, I do have morals, but I understand that my job is more important than my morals. Mm-hmm. That's basically what she's saying. But. What Alex does is exactly what she hates Haley for, where she's like, Haley has no morals. And then she goes and wipes her mind, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. also immoral. Jean even says, like, this is not passive. This is like, a form this of is violence. What I, this is a form of violence. And Alex says, it doesn't matter. Do it anyway. And Jean does because he also believes in, you know, protecting Kara and, you know, the good things and the bad things and whatever else. But, but I think. Alex hates her because Haley is what Alex could be. Mm, interesting. I didn't think about it from that perspective. I think that I think that Kara is the thing that keeps Alex from being Haley. Mm. So now that now that Alex isn't going to remember part of her sister, that fundamental part of their relationships that makes Alex who she is, she might become more like Haley than she's comfortable with. That's a really, really good insight, Tim. That's that's good stuff right there. You're, I think you're, I think you're on spot on. I really, yeah. I, th- that, I think I just changed my opinion about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? Okay, we talked about about the number nine being like an awkward in between, right? Right between the eight yes. and the, and the, and the yeah. eighteen and twenty twenty. Um, maybe this episode is sort of like a bridge between you know where we were in the first part of the season, where we're going the second part of the season, and maybe when we look back. We'll say, okay, it was kind of a shaky bridge, but it got us onto solid ground. Yeah, so I'll take it. I'll take right? it. Right? Maybe. That's a good, that's a good callback, Frank. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, I, I, I definitely I definitely like that. I mean, and the, the tra- We'll talk about the trailer a little bit later, but part of what we saw in the trailer makes me think that you might be onto something. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's, yeah, the trailer definitely feeds into, into that, mm-hmm. that working character theory. But sure. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. Do you have anything else on on this part of the secret secrets don't tell lies kind of thing? Secret secrets. Um, I thought no. I, I guess I guess not. No, I guess not at this point. Um, I have other. Well, um, the secrets between uh, James and Lena. 
Um, oh, good. Well, that's that's actually where I wanted to go. Okay, so I'm great, glad that you, great, yeah, great. that's good. I meant Haley specifically. Oh, um, sure. But uh, um, yes, I yes. Let's go on to James and Lena because you know they reconcile their relationship. It's part of this making the relationship work bit, right? Right. Lena goes to James like I've actually got to. I have to make this work because I loves him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And James is the one that ends up apologizing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, actually, I was wrong. I came down holier than thou on you, even though when I was put in that same position, I did the exact same thing that you did. So it's my fault. I apologize, which that gives Lena the opening to be like, hey, James, my everyman project. Let's talk about it. Right. Um, And James, James is not happy, but he's not going to say anything, which is not how you do relationships <laughs> yeah like yeah. there's one thing within like oh you know like i'm really tired tonight and i don't feel like going out but you're looking forward to it so i'm gonna keep my mouth shut and i'm just gonna do it anyway this is a fundamental like morality issue mm-hmm. for james and that he's just like you know i'm really not into murdering people but if you're <laughs> into it i'll just keep my mouth shut yeah i won't judge you or anything yeah that's kind of yeah, yeah. It, that, Frank, that's a little disappointing. Not great. Um, the whole. So what I actually found uh, disappointing was about James. I, I was not thrilled with James and Lena. I'm just going to put that out there. I was not thrilled with them in this episode because mm-hmm. I feel like they're and 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 this is probably by design. This is definitely by design. But they are sort of going through a morally gray time right now, and I don't know that they're making the right decisions with all of this stuff. Yes, I agree. I feel like James yeah. was coming from a good-hearted place when he thought let me go undercover with the children of liberty and like let me try and tell that story let me like he had a good we talked about this i won't i won't rehash it too much but i thought he was he had good intentions maybe made some bad choices with good intentions then he got Mm -hmm. then he got stuck and had to you know almost commit a act of terrorism right and then uh which was bad and obviously that old that old that old thing (laughs) uh luckily luckily that that was stopped but then he comes back and his perspective now is, you know what? Sometimes the ends do justify the means. And I'm mm-hmm. not sure that's the lesson you were supposed to take away. Uh, nope. Because if that were true, then the things that the children of Liberty are doing would be right. Or, or you know, you could, like, if it's, if it's all about the ends justify the means, then that's that you could, you could justify some pretty horrible actions with that kind of a philosophy. And I don't uh-huh. know. And I don't know that that's a Supergirl compatible philosophy now again this episode may be a bridge and it may be that he needs to think this for a little while and explore this and then realize he was wrong maybe supergirl will prove help him realize he was wrong but i don't feel great about him drawing that conclusion and and sort of it seemed like it that was that was his lesson that was the lesson he's learned at least for now um yeah and i think that may be why he's okay with the everman project stuff because he's like, well, maybe the ends justify the means. You know, maybe the 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 fact that people will end up with superheroes and uh, with superpowers uh, will will make it okay that you know a few of them have to die along the way, which is cl- clearly what Lena thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's getting on board with that philosophy, and I I I think that is the path to the dark side if you're not careful. I agree. I agree. But I think if he's too passive, she's gone. Like right. he needs to be. He needs to block her out like kind of like i was saying like kara helps maybe helps alex be that like go in that direction without her even knowing it but like james like 
willingly has to be like no Mm -hmm. well lena asked for that she said i need you to be the good angel on my shoulder or what something like that right and then he doesn't right like intentionally says no i'm not gonna do that he just justifies Um, it you know and 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 kind of placates her i I think um mm -hmm. where maybe he should have been like let's talk about the moral and ethical complicate uh you know uh implications of this yep Mm -hmm. yeah but I mean, like, see, we, we, we've we taken a line. We've taken this line that what Lena doing is wrong. Yes. But is she doing is she, what she's doing wrong? We kind of feel that it's wrong because we have years of reading comic books to tell us that it's wrong. That's true. You know what I mean? And like, if this is the everyman project from from the comic books, then like we also know how what the end game of that is. Right. Avengers Endgame coming to theaters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Wrong universe. Uh, I know. Uh, so, but like, if this is the first time that we were seeing this story, is what she's doing? It is what it are her actions wrong? Mm-hmm. Is it wrong to give people an an edge? You know, or, or you know, if I would say like, oh, you have a you have a bad heart, I could give you this new sure. heart. You could be like that gives you an edge, sure. You know, or you know, your you know, you have a prosthetic limb now, or something like that. That's basically in her mind what she's doing. She's just helping people, you know, fix the problems that they feel like they have in this world that she's created. So, yeah. except that a prosthetic limb doesn't like in the real world doesn't shoot like a grappling hook out or a sure, plasma cannon sure. or something like that. So, yeah, you make a good point. Like, it's, is it intrinsically wrong to give people powers or to give them an edge or to, you know, give them uh, enhance medically enhance them in some way? No, it's not intrinsically wrong. But when you have to hurt or kill people on the road to that, that's where it starts to get dicey. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's died in the, um, you know, realm of. I don't know, prosthetic limbs right. or something like that, you know, right. Testing that out. The other interesting thing is she talks about she talks about Lena mentions how this is this all started from a DNA editing experiment. Right. And then it kind of evolved mm-hmm. into the superpower thing And in the real world within the last month, certainly since they wrote and shot this episode, a scientist in China did um, did create a, a an embryo, a baby. Um, where he edited the DNA and he did it without any kind of permission or anything from a university. He just like went rogue and edited DNA. And, and now there is a human being out there that has edited, that has been scientifically altered. Um, and like the world science community came down on this and was like, this was totally unethical. He did not have the right permission to do it and the right, like it wasn't done in the right way, but this is happening in the real world now. Like this a- right. actual thing is really happening. So life is imitating art here in, in a way too, which is interesting. And there are That's... actual conversations. If you're interested, you can go out there and you know listen to actual conversations about this gene editing stuff. That's actually being talked about for real. And it has happened now in at least one case. So it's, I mean, it's interesting. That's, that's Frankenstein right there. That's what potentially that's literally what that is. Potentially. Yeah. You know, I, I made this. I made this human. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. out of it's interesting. Of these different they're, bits. They're talking about you know we could edit the DNA if we know the genes that are tied to a specific disease. For example, we could we could edit 
uh, a, a baby in the womb. We could edit their DNA to remove the genes for that disease. And, and right. if we do you that can. all the time, then we will eliminate certain diseases. Right. And she says right. she said she was doing it because she wanted to find a cure for cancer. That's literally what some of these scientists are talking about is maybe we could find the genes that cause cancer and remove them. That's right. Yeah, that's so it's interesting. It's happening in the real world. Just crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that's a whole other talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, ethical dilemmas with ethical dilemmas with blah, blah, blah. Well, big time yeah. ethical dilemmas. And that's the kind of stuff that this is this is what we're talking about in the show. Like this is they're covering an ethical dilemma that is that is actually realistic. Maybe a little it is literally the next step forward. It would yeah. be like, OK, we've already done the DNA editing thing. So right. what about superpowers? Right. That's right. the comic right. book version. This is why fantasy is so important, because you can you can showcase you know, real world issues and have these conversations about them through the lens of fantasy or sci-fi or whatever, or you could just watch it and have a good time watching sci-fi. Right. You don't actually have to talk about it this way. It works either way. And that's why I think we like, that's why we like science fiction or fantasy so much is because you can look at it this way. You can enjoy the story you can enjoy the story for what it is and go like wow lena's doing stuff good not think about that for the next week or you could then go a step further and say hey what is this actually about exactly because um, because a, a story like the news you can't get around it you'd be like wow news what a great fiction story <laughs> that, you wow, know, what news. if that was what if what if that was real <laughs> like <laughs> that's great uh, yeah it's true the, the, that's that's why this you know those of us who like this kind of fantasy or sci-fi like it's because it makes us think it's thought provoking and, and makes you think about real world things. So, right. And but and if you but if you don't want to think about real world things, you don't have to either. There That's are levels. the best part about it. Right. You can just turn your brain off and enjoy the story for what it is. Exactly. So, but as we know, we like talking about the real world things, Frank, as as we were very aware. Can you do a, a link in a show note to the story on that? Um, Gene the DNA editing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would like to read that myself. I will. I will put it in the show notes. So in the secret secrets don't tell lies, um, the there's this cover up military ship with the shimmer aliens, right? The Project Moray, like Moray eels. I get it. Actually, so but Moray's were I could not find anything in the comics about Moray's. I'm pretty sure they were created for the show. Yeah. Okay. Because they actually looked like they were kind of based on the Dominators. Yes, from they did have episodes. that look. They had that same like wiry frame. I think they just kind of re- did a redo. Yeah. around it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, you know, conspiracies are always fun. So I liked that little. Um, I liked that little. I don't know. What side the, the conspiracy? I always the connection between the two. Yeah, that was fun. But then I also thought so. But that was like the it was like a side thing just to get to where we wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't ultimately does not serve a huge importance on the show. It was really just the stepping stone to get somewhere. Sure. But also Jean is officially a private investigator now. He has a sweet new office. I know. A, which is a great new set. I love it. He's like, I have a good feeling about this place. Like, ah, oh, we're spending a lot of time in Jean's office, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, if my office looked like the library from Beauty and the Beast, I'd have a pretty good feeling about it, too. Dude, yeah, it was. Oh, it was so nice. How is he paying that it. rent? He hasn't even the business hasn't even really started yet. <laughs> Where's the I, startup cash coming from? So, but Jean, um, you know, private investigator, ratting out secrets. Mm-hmm. You know, searching for secrets. It didn't. Re- he didn't really do much of that in this episode, except for holding out all his files like an illegal dog <laughs> that he is. I know, right? Like, 
I had all these files from my time at the DEO, and I was like, Sean, those are government files. That I just and he stole. Stole? I just made copies of them and stole them. Also, there were only two boxes. I was like, Sean, like, really? You've <laughs> been there a long time now. Two banker's boxes of, of paper files uh, <laughs> that he stole from the government. Well, he's a pri- he's a private investigator now, so he's got to go backwards. You I know, guess. no more computers, Frank. It's all papers. Uh, yeah. It's very gumshoe. Like Brainy said, very old fashioned. <laughs> very old fashioned. Speaking of Brainy, um, I want to go. I want to talk about Neonal and Brainy, mm-hmm. and their, uh, and their little, I don't know, relationship, whatever. Because Brainy's like. Hey, you want to get food? And she's like, "Is this a date?" And he's like, "Yes, even though it's not a date." It's totally Hilarious! Not. It totally is, but it's totally not. Brainy is the worst, and he's also the best. I really like Brainy. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> uh, first of all, get, saying like, "Do you want to eat food?" reminded me of uh, Buddy the Elf, where he's like, "Hey, oh, yeah. do you want to eat food?" You know the code. Um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> It reminded me of that. That's good. Uh, but that aside, yeah. Um, so he invites her on this date, but then, and he says it's a date, and then they get there, and he's like, no, this is totally not a date. Sorry. Except you're really pretty. Except this is not a date. You should be a superhero. But anyway. Yep. I think <laughs> about it. Bye. You got to give, you got to give her credit for being like, just rolling with she it just the whole time. She just, she rolled with the whole thing. I mean, clearly, like, it bothered her, but she was like, he's a weird dude. I'm just going to roll with it. It did not bother her enough, I think. Honestly, I was like, I I feel like she has every reason to be like, you're a you're a jerk. Like, you suck, dude. You told me this was a date. I, I got excited for it. I'm here. And now it's just like a meeting? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, he did call her pretty, though. So, yeah, but so if I if you know, I couple it I mean, you like, after I did I, something underhanded to you, that doesn't make it better. I don't know if it was underhanded so much as that he didn't under like use the right terminology. I, I, well, he flat out lied. He said it's a date, and then when they got there, he's like, "No, it's not a date." You see, I took that as like. He's like, yes, like it's a, di- a date, like we will be together on this date. Oh, see, I, I kind of took it, it like okay. that. Not that so much that he lied to her, just so much that like, just very direct, like, yes, we'll be we'll be together, and there will like Got be it. food, but it's not a ro- like it's not romantic because I don't think Brainy is capable of like because romance is not intellectual, and so yeah. he has a hard time processing anything that's not intellectual that's interesting because we you know there have i guess i don't know if this version of brainy is there yet that's a good point because we do know that in the comics that that version that brainiac 5 has romantic relationships but you're right this version of brainy may not everything we've seen about this version of brainy doesn't really lend himself to romance so far so that's 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 valid i think i think he he has to like Tell so like telling her that she's pretty is a big step for Brainy, right? Because he's acknowledging, he's acknowledging what how he feels about okay. her yep. in that way. He feels that she's pretty. It's not an intellectual decision. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. So but so I I get that her reaction was not like she didn't stand up and throw water. But also that doesn't seem to be the kind of person that she is to like storm out of there. I would feel that would have been out of character for her. Sure. Sure, yeah, because she also doesn't like storm out of the meeting. And remember in her first meeting, you know, where someone stole her story idea 
she's not like that was mine. She like flips the table and runs right. out. That That's doesn't true. happen. She's you know, she's passive when it comes to those types she's, of things. She's very passive, so she's just going to sit there and take it and then contemplate it later. That's mm. who she mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I'm on board with that. Mm. I like this. So anyway, so Brainy is like quote was on a dark path, which fits right in with the Brainiac family, which I thought was pretty cool. And he was arrested and told that he's either going to do good or go to jail. Like use your powers for good or go to jail. Great power comes great responsibility. Different universe, you know, so on and so on. But I liked that Brainiac five was heading down the lineage of the Brainiac family. Brainy recognizing the path you have to choose kind of fits into Alex kind of choosing her path and then, you know, and then anywhere else and him feeling that Kara is going to need a quote, a super friend and Brainy kind of foresees that and, and is kind of like pushing Naya to like be in that place. So, so Kara will have somebody to turn to a female to turn to specifically. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I, I think that's actually I hadn't again, I think you're seeing things that I hadn't really uh, I hadn't really pieced together. But looking ahead at where, where things seem to be the direction uh, that things seem to be going. And I think that I think you might be nailing it again. I think that um, Brainy, whether it be it's because he knows how the future goes or whether it's just because he's, you know, g- good at what he does, um, he might be anticipating a need in Kara's near future and and you know realizes that Nia might be the right the right person to to be her uh her partner in a sense so yeah right. that's really that's really wise I think on your part and I think that's that's probably where they're headed that 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 does make a lot of sense so I'd I'd, I'd co-sign that theory mm. well, what was the name of um Laura Vandevoort's Brainiac character from season one uh in- so uh indigo indigo yes yes i knew it was a color and i like couldn't i just couldn't get there there you go at all because i said you know because you know like i said before we we've seen evil brainiac family before so for brainy to be like i was on a dark path i was like that's like the rest of your family so um that's good that's good right on Right on. Yeah. I, yeah. I do think you're right about also about Alex, like turning more into Haley and having having more and more Haley like tendencies mm-hmm. um, because you're right. Like they're not so, di- you know, we're not so different. You and I, uh, they, they clearly have uh, they come at they are. She feels like she's completely morally on a different spectrum than than Haley is. But mm-hmm. really, they're, they're they do have some similarities at their core. Um, they're both soldiers. Right. And they both have sort of a similar value system at the at, at the base of things even if they are at odds in the way that they are the conclusions that they're drawing from it um so yeah i do think that you we could see her sort of starting to especially with an absence of kara um in in her life or not absence in her life but not not having her as as a uh sounding board for for these you know deo related things um she could she could stray into uh into a darker path so that's another sort of theme here is that there are people are keeping each other um, people are keeping each other uh, in check, basically. In check, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lena and James, Kara and Alex. Uh, yeah, that that's a really that's a good good call out. I yeah. like that. Even Brainy and Brainy and Nia, but like, yeah, getting there kind of thing. Yeah. So he's giving her yeah. the push she needs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I'm I think I'm out of themes for Storytime Village. So do you want to move on to that was a good bit? I have. Yes, I have just one or two good bits. Um, One is that I really enjoyed that during the 
while they were having their paintball fight. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, which actually, I love that scene. I actually see, I, see that was scene. where I would. That's where I was like, this, this is, I'm just treading water. Really? To get to the thing here. Yeah. It just felt very like me. I, I enjoyed the scene a lot, but I loved that um, in particular that Brainy, when the one of the Moray are behind him and he turns around mm-hmm. and starts shooting the paintballs, uh, he says Sprock when he turns around. And that oh. is a swear word from the Legion from the 31st I century. Totally missed that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, that made me like that scene better. Worth it for that scene. Uh, that's what I yeah. thought. That was a fun Easter egg. He says Sprock. I was like, oh, I know that. I get that. I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was Legion. I wasn't sure if it was like Teen Titans or what, but I knew that I knew it. Yes. Uh, and I yeah. looked it up and it is it is Legion. So that's definitely yeah, that's definitely Legion. Yeah, so that's cool. What was your second good bit? Uh, my other good bit was uh, I liked that we got a little bit of a tease of Nia's family uh, because mm-hmm. she picks up the phone and she's talking to her sister Maeve. And uh, we know it's already been reported by Deadline that they've cast Nia's mom and her sister. I um, think that's that might be part of next week's episode. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what what episode they yeah. come in, but it's it's soon. Um, so, yeah, they were talking. She was talking to her sister about their mom. And, and we know that they're both coming. They've been cast. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, so. So, yeah, that's that was another cool, um, you know, peek at something that's coming next week or potentially so that's very that's very cool uh i liked the red daughter training sequence. yeah wow i completely forgot that we started there yeah of course yeah it didn't really fit into any of the themes because you know she's still just kind of we're getting teases at at, at, you know but it hasn't really connected yet right i'm hearing some criticism like like why why are you having two villains why are you teasing this out why not just focus on one but i actually like it that we're just getting like little bits leading into something else i you know, like just a reminder, this is still happening because it doesn't feel rushed like she like we've now spent she spent like six, seven, eight months training mm-hmm. now, you know, with the government. So I'm looking forward to seeing where that where that where else that's going. But I thought that was very fun. And I kind of laughed to myself. I was like, oh, it's the one time they don't have to make Vancouver like pretend to be anywhere else. That's like true. It can just like it's snowy and it's fine. Don't worry about it. That's very it's true. supposed to be. That was a cool training exercise, though, that they like had all that firepower, you know, up against her and she was taking it all down. I, I I'm interested. I'm still interested in this Kaznian Supergirl. I just I kind of want more than they're giving us. <laughs> I'm, I'm, was- I'm getting impatient. I think that's where the criticism is coming yeah. from, but I'm not getting impatient because I, I am whatever they're going to deliver. They're going to, they'll do it when they do it. You know what I yeah. mean? But I don't know, maybe because I don't know enough to be super excited yet. So like when they, so I'm, I am interested enough where we are, if that makes sense. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, I enjoyed Kara faking her exhaustion at spin class. That was fun. That was, was funny. Fun. That's true. Lena, Lena being like, Oh, this is a good, right? She's like, Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm tired. All right. Sure. No problem. <laughs> oh, like crap. Better go ice it. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Um, that was I, I really enjoyed Brainy offering Jean a lot of money and yeah. then dropping it. He's like, is that not enough? I have more. Just like, giant rolls of cash that he just casually drops all over the, the giant office that Jean can somehow afford. So good. Hey, Jean was the director of a 
major government organization i'm sure he has some money i guess that's true i guess that's true um yeah it's but but yeah the, the wads of cash was really funny i mean brainy brainy oh, gets a lot of these kinds of moments right where he's just so unaware of whatever's happening that, that moment where he had compartmentalized and and you know forgot that Kara was supergirl and then re-realized it that was very good i liked that compartmentalization your things. sister with the glasses come on but that's they don't even look um yeah i guess it is on a timer it's good it's good um jean being called hank hentra again which was was kind of fun yes. like it was like a weird like it was an important important callback but yeah. i was like oh yeah, it feels yeah. like so long ago and um i really enjoyed jean making the car flip in midair there's yeah. a great bird's eye view shot through the windshield down at jean that was very cool very very cool i that loved that mm-hmm. i don't know if i would call this and this next one a good bit as much as i would call it a gripe but oh that was a good gripe let's yeah <laughs> when when they were setting up to have the battle in the deo against mm-hmm. the moray um Brainy goes through all of these. Okay, they're invisible, right? So we're gonna we're gonna put the lasers, and then there's gonna be steam, and then there's gonna be uh, fluorescent paintballs, and you know, one way or another, we'll be able to see them through all of this. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "What about infrared? Like, right. why not just I the heat signatures? There, look, there's one. Like, why not? Why not that? Wouldn't that be so much simpler, or at least have that as part of your arsenal of of many tools? Because like, that, yes. it just seemed like they they created this Rube Goldberg machine to, to, and they didn't. I mean, maybe that's not possible for some reason. I don't know. But you could have explained that away real quick and then been like, nope. The only reason, the only choice we have is lasers and steam and paint. I'll give you this. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a head cannon. The hit me. The moray looked reptilian. Which to me says they're cold blooded, mm-hmm. so heat sig- so heat signatures wouldn't work. They wouldn't pick up. <sighs> sure, it's. Stupid, I just wish they had explained that. Yeah, you know, it didn't even it didn't even occur to me. My first thought was like, if you had an infrared camera, you'd be able to see them easy, just because they're mm-hmm. they're they're not you know invisible through through the visible light spectrum. Like they still have body heat. Yeah, so I, but I it didn't even didn't even occur to me. That was a bit I, of a gripe. I did like James making a souffle or whatever he was making. <laughs> Have we seen his kitchen before? That was a gorgeous apartment. No, I think this is the first time we saw his apartment. Yeah, okay. And then I, I was like, wow, new sets everywhere. I know, right? In mid-season, yeah. too. That's like I so know. refreshing and, and it, different. It was refreshing. Actually, even being on the ship felt kind of refreshing. I was like, oh, wow, it's like a mm. new location. It's fun. It's different. It looks like... Lee and you over there, right? They, we yeah. did, you know, we did have a night. Now that you mention it, now that I'm thinking it through, we had a bunch of new locations. Even that outdoors, you know, the outdoor Vancouver scene with uh, with uh, red red daughter Supergirl um, was was a new yep. place, right? Yep. Like the ha- the house, um, you know, uh, that they that they yeah. fought the moray at. Like that's all. Tan, that's all. Tan's new. house, General Tan's house, mm-hmm. General Tan. Yeah, so it's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah right on. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's move on to Professor Comics Corner. Okay, let's do it. Uh, a whole lot of nothing. Sprock was probably the only. Sprock is literally Sprock. the only thing. Yeah. Every character is made. Every character, including the aliens, including the um, the Rutrillian alien, the seek truther, yep, the truth seeker, whatever, all made up. All made up. All, all I know. made up for the show. I was, I was looking them up and and trying to see if uh, if they were anywhere to be found in uh, you know 
DC lore, and I, I didn't see any of those um, anywhere. Nope. So, nope. Yeah, all made up. So it's all yeah. fine. Doesn't not matter. much. Not much in in the way of in the way of that. Um, yeah, I, I I feel it was actually pretty light in, in terms of that. W- was um, Brainy gave Nia a, a file, you know, with with some the costume binder, designs. Yeah. Were any mm-hmm. of those costumes? I didn't actually get a, a good look at them. Did you? They didn't look like anything. They, they didn't look like anything that I recognized. Okay. Okay. That's what I was wondering if any of them were like, you know, actual dream dreamer or I guess dream girl um, costume designs from from comics or something, or if an actual you know known artist had drawn those sketches or something. I, I just had no idea. I, I did. I haven't seen anything online about it, so I don't know. But it did cross my mind. Like, oh, what if this is like you know Jim Lee or somebody drew these. I don't know. Right, that's happened before. Right, exactly. I mean, exactly. I think, oh, uh, what, what thing that just came out had a Jim Lee? Oh, it, the crossover had a that's Jim right. Lee drawing in it. So it, there's precedence for it, but there isn't. I didn't see anything. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 So I guess that's it for Professor Comics Corner. Then a short one. That, that's it for Professor Comics Corner. So Frank, tell us where the people can find us so we can move on to trailer TV talk. Yeah, well, uh, you can find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, it means so much when you listen. Um, SupergirlTVTalk.com. Mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com if you want to hear your thoughts read on the show or tweet at us at TV Supergirl. Follow us at SupergirlTVTalk on Instagram. Uh, you can support us uh, by finding us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Here's here's the thing. If you're listening on uh, on your way to somewhere, let's say you're in the car or you, you can't you can't leave an Apple podcast review right this second. That's fine. Like Tim always says, don't drive off a bridge. But um, if you are headed somewhere, whether it's to the office or home or the grocery store, wherever wherever you're headed, um, picture that place where you're going. If you're going to work, picture you know your your desk or your workspace or whatever. If you're going to the grocery store, picture the parking lot. When you get to that place remember to leave us a review on apple Podcasts. so like when you get to your desk or you get to your your, your front door whatever remember to pull, pull out your phone and leave us a quick five-star rating on uh, apple Podcasts would be awesome um you can also support us at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio it's li- as little as a buck a month yeah you can get all kinds of cool rewards so check that out uh, and don't forget to check out our other shows over at thoughtbubbleaudio.com lots of uh, fun shows like Loud Women about the new sh- uh, show Shrill coming out on Hulu soon. And uh, we've got uh, Metropolis podcast, of course, where they're they're gearing up for hopefully what will be a uh, a new a new super show uh, in, in, in development. So lots of fun stuff over at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. Coo, 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 coo. Trailer TV talk. Trailer talk. Uh, so we see the consequences of the mind wipe that Alex willingly went through to forget that Kara is Supergirl. And so we we kind of talked about this already, but the relationship between Kara and Alex is so formative to who mm-hmm. Alex is now that without that info, she doesn't feel whole. Like she feels like something is missing out of her, she says on the show, which is a, it's a great meta statement on the importance of the Danvers sisters relationship. So I'm looking forward to next episode. Um, I mean, it barely shows us anything about what's going to happen on the rest of the episode. It, it was so Alex centered that who knows what else is coming. Yeah, I think it was really designed to like, make that gut punch uh that we just saw at the end of the episode to make that a little more painful yeah, i agree <laughs> um and it didn't, didn't really show us much one thing i meant to say this earlier in the episode but those of you who stuck around for, for this will get to hear it i feel like that that um danver's sister scene we got at the beginning of the near the beginning of this episode where they're having pizza and wine and and alex tells her to uh you know don't don't get involved anymore um because they're they're after you. They want to find your secret identity. I thought that was one of the best 
Danvers sisters scenes we had had in a long time and the most like casual, comfortable, easygoing, like natural feeling and sounding like well-written, well-acted, just beautiful scene that I loved. Mm-hmm. And and now we're not going to get any of that for a long time, which is really, really sad. I know. Maybe, well, maybe for not a long time. Who, we're, who knows who how knows? long this this quo will be status. Um, <laughs> status so, is not quo. Quo. <laughs> Reference acknowledged. Right. Thanks. Um, so I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that was like a, it was like a little goodbye scene in its yeah. own way. If you go back and watch it again, you know, I really liked speaking of all that, like to go back and what Kara and Alex said to one another, you know, Alex says, who am I without you? The whole reason I became Supergirl was to save you. Mm-hmm. Um, was what Kara says to Alex. Sorry. You know, the whole reason I became Supergirl was to save Alex. And then it, because it's not a lie, it's keeping a secret. Let mm. me save you this time, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Which is it's just a really powerful stuff from them. I really their relationship is really what makes the show. It really I is. I I wonder. This will like rock the show a little bit. I think. Um, I think so. Not having them, you know, be the the pair that they've been. Um, I mean, they'll still. Look, it's not like they're not going to be in each other's lives. It's just going to be like two separate lives. You know, it's going to be right. a little bit like when when Lois doesn't know that Clark is Superman and they have basically Clark has two different relationships with Lois. One is Superman and one is Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's going to be sort it's of a good, sim- it's good comparison. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be similar to that. And then we'll eventually we will get to to have Alex find out again. Right. Which will be cool. Um, and eventually, you know, eventually things will, will the status will be quo again. But until then, it's going to be interesting. Do- do you think that she'll find out again, like the way most people find out, like Carr's going to have to reveal it to her and go through the whole process, or will Jean restore her mm. memories? Can he do that? I don't remember if Martian Manhunter can restore memories after he wipes them. It would feel like a thing to be like, I didn't actually get rid of them. I just compartmentalized them like Brainy does. Honestly? Like, like Brainy does. That feels to me like a they thing could do that, that would happen. They could do that. They for sure could do that. I wonder how they'll do it, though. That's a great. That's a great call. My assumption was that there would be some, like, when the coast is clear, when it's safe again, that there would be sort of like, a, I'm going to let you back in the inner circle. Um, yeah. But I kind of like that idea, too, of like Jean just being like, oh, I just obscured it in this corner of your brain. Let me put it back where it belongs. Yeah, that feels like something that Jean could and would do. But do. I think we, yeah. they made up a lot of statements about Brainiac being like, oh, your human brains can't compartmentalize and blah, blah, blah. I'm surprised that you guys can't do this, too, or whatever else. And I'm like, yes, we can, because Jean's going to help her. Jean's going to help her do it. I think that's what what's going to happen. Foreshadowing. Yep. Foreshadowing. Lots of foreshadowing. But anyway, Frank, this has been so fun. Thanks yes, for sir. coming back and being here and all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, you really had to drag me out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I was like, come on, Frank. Kicking for and the screaming fans. and punching your boss yeah. in the jaw. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you did punch your boss in the jaw. I, I see. I, yeah, I said you did. Oh, well, we're just going to leave that there. I, I, so anyway, Frank, this is lovely. <laughs> so until next time. Up, up and away.